Welcome to the Watoto Church Podcast. Prepare your heart as we explore scripture and delve into the Word of God. Welcome to church once again. My name is Daniel Ogwal, and together with my wife Maria, we serve as pastors at Watoto Church Kansanga. It is such a great honor to preach God's Word today. Let's bow our heads, let's pray, and then delve right in. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the opportunity to just gather and listen to your word. I pray that your word will bring life to us. Your word will transform us for your glory. I pray that it will come with simplicity and clarity and yet so much power to cause change in our lives. Give us the grace not just to be hearers but doers of your word for the glory and honor of your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been looking at the New Life series and we saw that the new life begins when we are born again meaning that we take on a brand new identity as children of God. We learned that the expression of this new identity is in a new way of living. And last week we saw that the expectation of this new way of living is that we shall grow in the new life. Today we wrap up this series by looking at the works of the new life. And I want to encourage you, if you may have missed any of the sermons and would like to grab a hold of them, or you know of someone who would benefit from these sermons, encourage them to check on the, the website at the podcast section or our, our social media platforms just so you can catch up with these amazing sermons. So today we look at the works of the new life. You know, when we look at this picture, we see a beautiful car handsome Toyota Hilux truck. And when the manufacturer put it together, he was not intending for it to stay as a picture, hung up for us to just admire and comment on it in its pictorial form. He actually had a plan for this car. He had work that he intended this car would do. And when eventually he completed the car, he put it out such that people could access the car and use the car to move from one place to another and while at it, be able to experience convenience and comfort and, you know, be able to move stuff on farms and off-road and all these things. There was work intended for this truck right from the onset. In the same way, you did not receive the new life to just be a prototype on display. You received the new life so that you could engage and be involved in the great work that God intended for you before time. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says this, God has made us what we are in Christ Jesus. God made us new people so that we could spend our lives in the good th doing the good things that he already planned for us to do. From this scripture, we see that you are a result of God's creative, redemptive, sanctifying work, and we belong to God. When we believe in Jesus, we are made new to start living the new life. 
And as we live the new life, the purpose of God's tremendous work in our lives is so that we can get involved in the good work that God prepared for you and I beforehand. You are complete and useful in God's hand. Just like a manufacturer, God has already prepared good works for you to do. And these good works are what we should be doing as we live the new life. We shall be doing these works until either we die or Jesus returns. I'd like us to note that these works do not qualify us for the new life. In other words, we are not saved by works, but rather these new works are a result of the new life. In other words, we are saved to do good works. That is what we see in James chapter 2, verse 17, which says, Faith without work, works is dead. Therefore, there are works that are expected to reflect the new life that we have received. I'd like to um, refer to two of these good works that God prepared for us to do beforehand. Number one is making disciples. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. From this scripture, we see Jesus telling his disciples to wait in Jerusalem until they receive power from the Holy Spirit. The purpose of that power was so that they could go out and be witnesses to tell people about Jesus everywhere they went. In the same way, we have received power from the Holy Spirit and as believers, all of us should be witnesses of Jesus wherever we go. In court, a witness plays a very important role of helping to clarify on what happened. They do this by telling the judge or the jury everything they know about an event because they possess critical information to the case. And so when Jesus says, you will be my witnesses, Jesus is expecting that we shall step out and tell people about Jesus and the change that he has caused in our lives. We need to tell them and let them know that what Jesus has done for us, he can also do for them too. This witnessing to people involves both telling the people that is proclaiming or preaching the word of God and two, demonstrating with our own lives that is living out our lives in such a way that it compels people to give their lives to Jesus as a result. Today, there are many people all around us who need to hear the gospel and also see the transformation the gospel has caused in our lives. These people are our family members, some are our work colleagues, or also strangers on the streets. And we need to tell them, this is the good news, that Jesus, while we were sinners, slaves to sin, enemies to God, destined to die because of um, the, the, the inability to pay for our sin, God sent Jesus to die on our behalf. Jesus, who was innocent, died on the cross for you and I. And he was buried, rose back to life on the third day, conquering sin and death once and for all. 
making it possible for you and I to be reconciled back to God. And so when we put our faith in Jesus and ask Him to forgive us our sins, He forgives us and then saves us from spending an eternity in hell. That, my friends, is the good news. And we need to share it with the millions of people all around us. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 to 20 says this. Jesus came to them and said, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Go to the people of all nations and make them my disciples. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And teach them to do everything according, everything I have told you. I will be with you even until the end of the world. This is the Great Commission where we see Jesus sending his disciples to make more disciples. As we preach the gospel, we must also make disciples. We must actively teach all who believe everything that Jesus taught and commanded about the new life so that the believers can devote their lives to live in such a way that they reflect God's ways in their speech and in their conduct. In our homes, we must disciple our children and tell them of the ways of God. In our workplaces, we must disciple men and women by leaving out biblical principles like honesty, faithfulness, trustworthiness, among others, such that they can decide to respond to what they are seeing in our lives and live lives that glorify God. When we do this, then we are able to impact those around us with the good works that God intended for us to do right from the onset. Number two is loving people. Loving people is one of the other things that God pre-organized for us to engage in or to do as works of the new life. Matthew chapter 22 verse 34 to 40 says this. Now when the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced, muzzled the Sadducees, they gathered together. One of them, a lawyer, an expert in the Mosaic law, asked Jesus a question to test him. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as you love yourself. That is and selfishly seek the best or the higher good for others. From this scripture, the Pharisees intended to trick Jesus by asking him what is the greatest commandment. Jesus replied and revealed a profound truth in saying that in order for us to uh, uh, fulfill or observe the commandments meaningfully, and fulfill them, the consequence of the commandments along with the effect have to have love as the center focus of it. Love for God and love for our neighbors. In Luke chapter 10 verse 29, another lawyer asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? And Jesus replied with a parable 
about the Good Samaritan. Jesus went on to tell the story that there were three men, a priest, a Levite, and a Good Samaritan, who met a stranger badly beaten by highway robbers. He was left for dead. And the stranger was in need of help, medical help. He needed food. He needed water. He needed shelter. And only the Samaritan went out of his way to meet the needs of this stranger. And so Jesus went on to ask again, and he said, among the three men, who was the neighbor? And the answer was the good Samaritan. Jesus then concluded that parable by saying, go and do likewise. In this parable, Jesus illustrates that our neighbors are actually the people around us in need of our help. And most cases, when we look around in our communities, we shall realize that these are, in most times, the least deserving people, least deserving of our time and our love, and, and they appear to be the marginalized category in the community. Some of them are poor, dirty, smelly, and, and, and in need of help. And many times, we tend to shun such people. But Jesus expects that as we live the new life, one of the works that we ought to be involved in is reaching out to express His love to these people. We must pay attention to them and reach out to meet their need. Loving people, loving our neighbor as ourselves. This love is not simply in word or just an emotion or expression of goodwill. This love is actually sacrificial in nature. It is unselfishly seeking the best for our friends, putting others first, trying to meet and respond to the need that they present. And that is why as a church, we are committed to continue caring for those in our community by rescuing orphaned children, by reaching out to vulnerable women and engaging with our greater community through ourselves. I'd like to share a story with you about a woman in our community who was moving from house to house looking for manual jobs. This woman had two children together with an ailing mother under her care. And in most cases, the income she earned from the manual jobs were, was unable to meet their needs. The children were unable to go to school and they were barely making it through the day. One time, she was diagnosed with a condition that couldn't allow her to continue engaging in the manual jobs. And this left her devastated and worried about the impact this would have on the future of her family. About that time, as a cell, we reached out to her. We, we prayed with her and asked her how we could help. And the result was the cell came together mobilized some resources, and we were able to help her establish a fruit and vegetable stand that she began to operate and earn an income. Some of the cell members were assigned to teach her simple basic business skills that eventually helped her to improve on the work that she was doing. Couple of weeks down the road, this woman gave her life to Jesus, 
And today, she has since expanded her business from a vegetable, fruit and vegetable stand to actually include charcoal vending as well. Her children go to school and she is comfortably taking care of her mother. This was the result of the cell members expressing love to a community woman who was going through a difficult time. When we love God wholeheartedly and give ourselves completely to Him, we then learn to love our neighbors. We then develop compassion for them, fulfilling the great commandment. As we do these good works that God ordained for us to do before our time. As we reach out to our neighbors and love them, it is critical that we are not taken up to start becoming prideful or seeking the approval of men, but rather do it in humility, all for God's glory. The great news is that as we love and care about the people around us, we do it with the assurance that Jesus is with us. We do it not only to meet their physical needs, but also their spiritual need for healing, deliverance, the working of miracles, signs, wonders, which follow to confirm and back up the Word of God. When we are faithful in doing these good works that God ordained for us to do before our time, then the result is inevitably change in our culture. Acts chapter 19 tells a story of how Paul the Apostle went to Ephesus, lived among them, and preached the gospel. The result was people abandoning sorcery and turning to God, turning to worshiping God, rejecting idol worship, which was the culture of the day. As a result of that, um, uh, as a result of them turning away from worshipping Artemis, who was the Greek goddess of fertility, among other things. Demetrius, who was a silversmith, mobilized others to riot in the city. What they were experiencing was a change in culture for the glory of God. Matthew chapter 5, 13 to 16 says this, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It no longer is good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to those in the house in the same way. Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Jesus uses the analogy of salt and light which share the characteristic of influence. Salt will always change the test wherever it's applied and light will always eliminate darkness. Jesus goes on to say, let your light shine among men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. We are the product of God's tremendous work so that we can step out as a light in the dark world, do the good works that He prepared before our time such that we can make disciples and love people. And when people see these good works, they glorify God. The result will be transformed culture 
for the glory of God. Therefore, let us commit to giving ourselves wholeheartedly to doing the good works of the new life that God ordained and prepared for us to do before our time. As you are listening, I know you may be wondering and saying, how can I get involved in what God is doing? I'd like to be a part of those that God is using to bring transformation. Maybe you're wondering, what is my purpose in life? It all starts when you surrender your life to Jesus, when you commit your life to Jesus. And I want to encourage you, respond to the love of Jesus. Surrender your heart to Him and God will take your life, form it into a vessel that He will use for His glory. Through you, men shall be discipled, people shall experience the love of God, and they will come to glorify God as a result of your act. I want to encourage you, if you haven't received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, say this prayer after me. Dear Jesus, thank you for loving me. I confess I'm a sinner. Please forgive me. I give my heart to you and I ask you to cleanse me. You are my Lord, and I believe God raised you from the dead. Make me yours. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, if you said that prayer, you are born again. Welcome to the family of God. I'd like to encourage you, if you are on, online on Facebook, or, or, or YouTube, please click the link that appears right in the chat section and someone, one of our leaders, will be connecting with you and just gauging and guiding you in regard to this decision that you have made. And if you would like help or counseling, prayer, feel free to call the numbers that appear on the screen or write to us, connect at Watoto Church. Com, we shall be more than excited to get back in touch with you and help you on this journey. God richly bless you. Thank you for listening. We hope this encourages you to step into the new. Tune in next time as we delve into the Word of God. For comments and feedback or counseling, write to connect at watertochurch.com. Hey, hey,